and get a game from. Shit, I got some change on me. Look into my eyes, moving it right. I might just pay the fee. She's a cash fee. She got a wig, making the block free. Cash fee. Can't get a game from. Shit, I got some change on me. Look into my eyes, moving it right. I might just pay the fee. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to one point motherfucking zero i'm your host dr shep man and i just want to welcome everybody that's in and that's going to chime in i'm give you time to chime in here and uh first first thing first tonight's show is called reflection and uh i did some reflecting in the day because uh, i'm so i'm a proud father of an army man i'm an army dad now my son malik uh joined the services and me and him spoke today, uh, spoke yesterday, and he was telling me about everything, and it was just the funniest thing in the world to uh, listen to a child that was a very small little thing at first, and now he's all grown up and uh, joined the services. So I'm just as proud as I want to be today here on One Point Motherfucking Zero. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to share that with y'all, and y'all can sharing my pride that I feel tonight. So tonight's show is reflecting and I was doing some reflecting and I was just thinking about everything. You know, it was like, you know, uh, I don't know if it happened to y'all, but sometimes you can think about your life and it seems like you done lived several lives. <laughs> and, you know, like the truth be told, you you really have. And, and that's the fact, you know, so this this life that i'm living now is like i've lived so many lives to where i have all these stories and all these memories and that's when you start to reflect and when you reflect you you know you don't really you don't really be biased in your reflection because reflection is really meditation and as i was like reflecting and meditating today you know i've seen I've seen change, I've seen mistakes, I've seen doubt, I've seen, you know, desperation, and I've seen anger, and I've seen, you know, acting out. And the good thing about reflecting is that you get an opportunity to come to terms with yourself. So we're going to do some reflecting tonight, and we're going to try to come to terms with ourselves so we can free ourselves so we can actually enjoy what we call life <clears throat> now. A lot of y'all think life is, uh, you know, Birkin bags and, you know, uh, keeping your makeup up and, you know, chasing the bag. But that is not life. That is a deterrent from life. So as we reflect, uh, I'm almost sure that most of my listeners and most of my class, I'm a 70s baby, represent that well. And um, all these things that are today's got to have, we didn't have. And I swear on it that that was the best time of my life when I did not have while I was reflecting today. And I was like, wow, well, if I didn't, didn't didn't have and I was having all that fun and I was best time of my life what was happening then I'll tell you what was happening you wasn't um you wasn't to yourself a nigga yet 
you was just a black child, you know, living in a black neighborhood that had, you know, had black parents. You hadn't understood that you was going to be separated yet and that you were going to be a part of a class that was been held down for a long, long time. You didn't know that yet. So life was like all fun, you know, no worries. So us as seminist babies, we we wasn't we wasn't driven by Birkin bags and gold teeth and and um, all these things that are popular today. We wasn't driven by that. We were driven mostly by competition. Anybody remember that? Anybody remember honest competition? Where if you were the winner, you, you could go home and it wasn't, you know, your windows wasn't shot out or somebody didn't drive by or do something to you. Yeah. That's how it was for us. And we got to enjoy that. So in my reflection, you know, if I, I can't afford the things that are popular now, I don't feel left out. I feel actually, you know, saved from a situation. I feel like I actually dodged a bullet that I didn't need these things because I wasn't raised with them and I was just as good looking and fast and, you know, fly as I was then as I am now. Yes, sir. So in my reflection, I remember these things that I didn't need these things when I've been driving. Everybody been striving for these things. Everybody want a house, big old house. Everybody want a nice little ride, you know what I'm saying? Everybody want a little bling bling, and everybody want to go to, you know, Mexico, get their booty done, and everybody want to go to Atlanta, kick it. Yeah. But the thing is, to do these things, you have to involve yourself. And when you involve yourself in reflection, And we all need to reflect on that. When you decide to involve yourself, and that's whether it's a job or a criminal activity, you are making a contract with your involvement, meaning that you're going to have to live like they live or get it like they get it to go to these places and get these Birkin bags and do all this here and do all that there. And everybody ain't going to work for these things. So in reflection, you not having just about made you a a better people and a better person because what you did have, you had the respect because it wasn't much of it. Can you dig that? You know, I got a funny story. It was seven of us in my family. Both of my parents were together, but times were different then. So when dinner time come around, <laughs> you know, you have to be there at the lunch table because it ain't much of it. So if you ain't there and you miss your share, you know, next time it's going to come around, it's going to be in the morning, you know. You're going to have to be up on your P's and Q's because somebody will. Take your extra sauces. Somebody will. Take your extra biscuits. Better take your biscuit, man. 
So you got to be there, meaning that you had a responsibility to be there if you wanted to eat. Now, my story is that we was cooking one time. My mama made some hot dogs. And, you know, hot dogs come, you know, what, what, what like six in a pack or eight in a pack, something like that. And she would, like, have four, five packs for us because there's seven of us, you know. Make a pile of chili. And uh, it'd be, you know, a few extra left. So if you were smart, you got in the first of the line so you can get your hot dog so you can go and go eat it. So when everybody get theirs and the leftover is there, you know, you shoot in there and get yours. <clears throat> so I figured that out because I was kind of sharp, you know, when it came down to surviving. I figured that out. But somebody had a bigger, a better idea than me. See, because when you go to go get that hot dog, it's still in boiling water, you dig? <laughs> so you have to go find a fork or something to get it up out of there. But somebody was quicker than me on thought. My sister Jackie. <laughs> now Jackie, she ate a little bit more than the rest of us. Yeah. So surely she came up with a better idea than what I had. So when I went to go get the extra hot dog that was left over, about two of them left, my brother Barry got one. So I was on my way. Jackie, seeing that I was going to go get the extra hot dog, she already had eyed it. So she shot by me. <laughs> and I'm thinking I'm smart because I'm going to get the fork because I know this water is still boiling. So Jackie said, Basically, fucked that fuck and stuck her hand in that boiling water. Didn't say out, didn't holler, didn't do none of that shit. But get the ketchup and the cheese and the chili and ate my motherfucking hot dog, man, in my face. And I'm standing there just holding the fuck in shock that somebody stuck their hand basically in fire. <laughs> but it was that serious. It's funny. <laughs> Still mad at Jackie over that hot dog. It's funny, but that's how serious it was. Not saying, we, and now, don't get me wrong. As a family, I was fed well. Never knew I was poor until, you know, I got around white folks in school. And seemed that they had two matching shoes. <laughs> you know, they wasn't wearing Jordash and, Gloria Vanderbilt, you know, I thought that was me and shit back then, you know, because we had to share each other's clothes, but uh, never knew that because times were different then, and it was more importance on, you know, if you could find a sprocket for your bike <laughs> or a master length for that chain or, you know, if you had a chrome bicycle, you know, 20 in, 24 in, 20 in. It was, that was more important. If, uh, you know, you had nunchucks, you know. You was a bad nigga back then. Now these niggas got everything. And it was because we were raised the way we were that made those things not necessary. Because one thing I do know and one thing for sure our parents taught us how to defend ourselves, and they also uh, taught us when, you know, fold, when the white folk came around. 
You fold in, son. Don't try to fight that fight. We've been losing that for 400 years. So it's a good chance that you ain't going to win it. So, But if somebody else put their hands on you, you make sure you take that hand with you. Bring it home to me and let me look at it. So I take it back to his mama or daddy. And it was because we were raised in a way where, you know, that type of violence was only for if somebody fucked with you. It wasn't for you getting up, putting on your clothes that your mama bought and the tennis shoes and all of what they do for you. And then you go out there and be a bad motherfucker like that. We wasn't raised like that in my reflection. I, I don't recollect anything like that. Now, young niggas will tell you, man, you old school. You, you old school. Yes, I am. But I'm an old school that has really, like, survived the worst of the worst. And I've enjoyed the best of the best because I was old school. I have credits because I was old school. I've been on television because I was old school. I'm still in the game of comedy for 30 years because I'm old school. Now, I'm going to wait on your record, young fella. You haven't done anything. And I don't want to post blame on anything in my reflection. I've seen what a little bit of what happened. I've seen how television <clears throat> changed us. I see how music changed us. I see how uh, religion changed us. And I've seen how us changed us. Now, this is the, this is not the Easter edition of, of one point motherfucking zero. This is happening around Easter. I think Sunday is Easter. I'm not mistaken. Now, when I, as I reflect, Easter used to be, man, get clean than a mother. I'm talking about cleaner than the clap doctor. You know, your mama take you. Back then, where I'm from, in Lufkin, Texas, you know, they take you to wieners. Yeah. See, wieners had them combinations, you dig? You can get your little bow tie and your little tuxedo shirt, you know. Then, you know, you go somewhere else and get your, get your, get your jeans and your pay less for them, for them shiny shoes. Yeah. We hit up pay less and, man, you can't wait, you know. Easter egg, huh? You know what I'm saying? And and this is when, you know, they weren't going buying them plastic eggs, you did. You actually went and bought real eggs, you know, got you like two or three pots so you can make different colors. I think it was blue, pink, and yellow and some other kind of colors. And you actually dipped your eggs and you did them. And you actually went outside and hit them everywhere, you know. And uh, we we loved that. We waited on it every year. Because, you know, at, at least you was going to get you a new outfit and a couple of eggs out the deal. And a couple of and them old chocolate bunnies they used to sell at Walmart. You did. And, uh, and them old, uh, them old uh, pink shells. You said, and them pink bunnies. You know, uh, marshmallow. I, I think I still... <laughs> 
think I might go to Walmart. You know what I mean? <laughs> now, as I'm reflecting, <laughs> I forgot how good that was. You know, see what I'm saying? You start reflecting, you start remembering things, man. And and I do remember these things. But now, as much as I enjoyed celebrating Easter and, you know, the, the fancy clothes and new Payless shoes, you understand me? Uh, I, I don't celebrate Easter anymore. Because in my reflection, they it's foolish to think that a bunny is laying eggs for one thing. Peter Cottontail wasn't, wasn't coming down the trails where I live because he was going to end up on the barbecue pit, you dig? With a little hossin feffer on him. Yeah, that wasn't happening. And they they told us these things, and as, as an adult, they say Easter is about, you know, the resurrection, but, yeah, I don't think that happened on a Sunday. <laughs> I'm just saying. So, you know. That's just me. So, because it didn't don't make sense, you know. Why would you muster up the uh, mental effort to keep it going? Not saying uh, celebrating nothing. Don't get me wrong. Uh, celebrating our Savior's birth is and his resurrection. All that is great. But I think we should do it on the right day. That would be a good start, you know. Because we all know that Sunday is not the Sabbath. So a lot of people have realized this. And have stopped celebrating Easter. Because for one thing, the day the celebration is a day off. And then um it's just uh, in people's mind, uh, two and two don't make four. And for me, um, if you feel like your uh, relationship with who you consider your God to be, then then you know you you tend to work it out with Him in, in on a personal basis, and and I'm pretty sure He'll let you know or give you some sort of help on uh, what direction you should go in. But that's the things that are different today. Even in Atlanta, and I'm from the 70s, when, you know, sanctified church were, were random. Uh, uh, sanctified, Baptist, Episcopalian, uh, non-denominational, all this was out there. Uh, uh, Jehovah Witnesses, they still going strong. So, uh, just that alone is confusing. You know, are we all celebrating the same thing? Because are we all different religions, but we're going to get together and just celebrate Easter and agree on that point. That don't make sense. That sounds like a bunch of confused folks. So when you know this, then we, we, tend to, we have tend to change. And 
<clears throat> why is it that you think that dressing up, going to church, looking good, got your best hat out the box for that one day? Uh, that's what that's what Jesus deserved. <laughs> Come on now, he like you know. I'm just saying. Why not celebrate every day? I mean, dress up every day. I mean, go go to work, talk about Jesus, and see how long you had your job. Have you ever thought of that? Go to work and, and break out shout. See what happens. See what the white folks do to you. So it's I I'm, I don't know. And I like to hear y'all feelings on this, you know, oh, well, and some of y'all are going to just jump back and get to, you know, repeating the same thing. But actually, as a people, we really need to look at these things and you really need to reflect. Nobody's trying to deter you from anything. What I'm trying to do is get you to understand, look into it further rather than just jumping on the bandwagon because us as a people in reflection, that's what we've been. We've been bandwagoners. We have jumped on everything except us. <clears throat> they gave us sports. We jumped on it. <clears throat> they gave us music in 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 their sense what they wanted to put out there and we jumped on it our children are dying every day because of it not because they was you know in the air force or not because they was in the army or not because they had been working and had an accident not because none of that they they are dying actually over a rap song how me how, how less meaningful can life be to where you would go and die for a song. Now, I've known back in the day, song make you cry. Yeah, if you lost your old lady, your old man did something. Yeah, song make you cry like a motherfucker. Song gonna make you happy. Song gonna make you remember some shit. But you know. It wasn't until, you know, rap music to where a song make you kill a motherfucker. And look how robotic that is for us as a people. They and they know what we they and this is killing. They know what our habits are. They know how we think and they just feed you, feed you, feed you, feed you as much as you can take. And we just keep on taking so in reflection, man, you have to know that you was a better people without all these things that they make your men, women, children strive for. Our kids are so crazy because of the responsibility that they feel like they have to have to just to fit in, not to exceed, not to be successful, just to fit in. They got to have a pair of joys. Your 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 PlayStation got to be the the last one that came out. You got to have the car of your choice. 
and without doing anything except requesting it. It's ridiculous. And it's so black and white from where the parents came from. Because these, these, these children are uh, the 70s, 80s, and 90s children. So when I'm talking, don't, don't turn your head and look at somebody else. These are kids. So in reflection, if we were better, then what was happening then? I'll tell you what was happening. Parents were whooping your ass and you was respecting them. They were telling you how it was going and you rode with it until you were able to get your black or white or Mexican ass out their house. And that was a good deal. Live for free and all I got to do is do what they say. Good deal. Raffles, dinner. See, in back of the day, they used to have supper. See, nigga, y'all don't see y'all didn't get to enjoy that if y'all young. If you ain't from the, you know, seventies, you know, eighties and nineties. I don't even know if it went into the nineties. I think they cut supper out at the end of the eight, uh, 80s, around 85 or something like that. Eight, probably 81. Supper was done with. It was replaced with dinner. Because dinner was associated with uh, restaurants. So dinner was a mechanism to get money out into the restaurants. Because supper was a family affair. Everybody was at the table. And everybody had a position to play. Put them spoons out there. Put them knives out there. Put them handkerchiefs. You understand me? This here go on that side. That there go on that side. I think they called it etiquette. Something that they don't even teach no more. Because it's not needed. Who got etiquette out there now? In reflection. Just look at it. Look at all the things that you were equipped with that are almost extinct now. Now, I'm going to tell you something that happened to me. Me and my lady, we were walking down the street. And we were holding hands. I mean, we were swinging hands like we was in the like sixth grade, you know, skipping almost. And I enjoy that. I mean, y'all, I mean, I can't understand why you wouldn't hold your old lady's hand. Or your girlfriend's hand, or your, you know, even if it ain't your girlfriend, it's just about be, making the lady feel so, you know, secure and in touch with you. That's what I. That's what I grew up. Th- you know, that, that was what I was taught. And everywhere we went, it was like we were an oddity or something. They was like, "Oh, that's so beautiful," and they was like, "Oh, that's black love," you know. I'm like, "What the hell is going on?" Is we doing something? <laughs> is I got a hole in my pants or something? My zipper down? Because I couldn't believe that people don't do this no more. Human contact? 
And it was, it was like, it still kind of baffles me because they still do it because I still hold my girlfriend's hand. And I'm just as happy when I'm doing it. I'm, you know, that's, that's, that's it. But it is actually an oddity to show that type of affection. But it's absolutely okay for uh, some of us to walk around with our ass completely out. And for that to be normal. Me holding my lady's hand is an oddity. You hear me? Try it. I dare you. Show some genuine affection and interest in your man or your lady and walk down the street and show affection to each other and watch how many people act like you are something that they've never seen before or they wish for. That's what I was hearing. I mean, we actually walked by a guy like in New York and this girl was speaking with him. And when she seen us, it was like, yeah, y'all need to give him some lessons because you know, cause he hollered, yeah, man, that's black love. She said, well, what, what you know about it? You know, I'm trying to get some, and it was like, they actually started a conversation, you know, a heated conversation because we walked by showing affection to each other, genuine affection. And these are the things that I reflect on because that's what I saw. And that's what I was told was, you know, the way to go. But now the way to show affection is say, you know, bitch, I'm trying to love you. <laughs> bitch, I'm trying to love you, you know. <laughs> Get your fuck ass in this car. Fuck you talking about? Yeah, that's that's the new kind of love. Because the immunity to it. I've seen women be immune to this. And it's no thing. And they they and they and don't get me wrong, they hold their own too. Probably worse. And I've heard worse. And this is love. So when I come out the box with my old school game, you know, old school love, you know, like, uh, I might well have on platform shoes with, you know, scarf around my neck, uh, my, my butterfly collar open up to the third button, player. Hell is y'all talking about? Oh, I like, man, uh, I need to find that outfit. You understand me? Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I reflected on all this today, and it was like, wow, man. Even even two years ago, y'all, things are not the way they used to be. And for uh for a 70s baby, all this is this is a lot. Now I'm from the 70s. We we the original, you know, sexual people, you dig? Flower children, weed smokers, you dig? Afro, you dig? Mohawk. We are the original, you dig? Yeah. That's the truth. It wouldn't be no such thing as of as Paisley if it wasn't for us semi baby. You wouldn't know nothing about no leather jackets if it wasn't for Sebney's baby. And Afro? What the soul train do you mean? Yeah, the original beauties come from around that area. So in my reflection, man, I'm like, 
If I had to make a choice, man, we all would be wearing platform shoes and afros around this motherfucker again. And we all would be carrying food stamps in the book. Not the card, nigga. I'm talking about the book with the purple and the brown. You dig what I'm talking about? The maroon red. Yeah. I had a pocket full of them. Man, I used to work for them, cuz. I used to go empty Miss Dump trash from across the street. For either this food stamps or a bag of them, uh, 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 what was it called? Them cakes, them cookie cakes. Yeah. I would rather go back to that. Because this is not cool, y'all. This is not cool, y'all. And we all need to agree that it ain't cool no more. We done went as far as we can go with it, y'all. But you knew it wasn't going to last because it has no soul. That's the point. Who stole the soul? Who stole that vibe that we used to have when we used to come around each other? It didn't used to be like this. Because now when we come around each other, man, this is like you walking through Miracle Wheel. That's how thick it there is. Because you know one of these people is ignorant. And all it takes is one. So what happened to that vibe in reflection? Do you know when you lost it? Let me know when you lost your vibe and you lost your trust in the soul. Because it's, I mean, it's not gone because I'm here. And I know I got soul. Can you dig it? So when, when did we lose the soul? When was being, you know, fooling, you know, straight up? What happened to it being okay where you, you knew where you were on the food chain? See, everybody don't know where they on, at on the food chain around here. See, because everybody tough. Everybody a rapper. Everybody a singer. Everybody is an artist. And everybody is a, you know, mogul. And everybody is a rich. Everybody is this and everybody is that. All the same thing. Basically. It didn't used to be like that. I knew cats and people. I knew people that had all kind of talents and they were all different, individual. And even in the music industry, you know, Jimi Hendrix and all these kind of cats, they, were, they had an individuality to them. And in that individuality, it made us want to strive for their greatness in our way but it's like not like that now everybody want to be like everybody that's when you that's why you when you uh, slide through instagram every woman looks like the other <laughs> it's ridiculous and the thing about it they have an individuality that's hiding up under the you know the mask right there but they covered it up to look like each other. 
because everybody's scared to go out there on their own. They scared to put what they actually think and what their actual talent and what their actual capabilities are on display. Yeah, but we wouldn't like that in reflection. If we had to run, we ran fast than a motherfucker. If we had to jump, we jumped higher than a motherfucker. If we had to dance, we dance all motherfucking night. If we had to drink, some drunk motherfuckers. Smoke, some high motherfuckers. Fight, some knocked out bitches. You hear me? And that's how we were because it wasn't about being like each other. That's why we got into it because we were not the same. And for the life of me, I just can't see why they all want to be like each other in reflection. Because it's not good. So I guess I can say y'all some no good motherfuckers. But these are our children. So what do we do? Now, when a pipe bursts, you can't do nothing about the water that's already spilled. You have to basically, uh, you have to basically, um, you know, count that as a loss. But you can patch that pipe or replace it or repair it. And the use of the pipe is 100% again, meaning that you could stop accepting your son living in your house with his britches down, hair napping, and all this here. You can stop accepting that. You can stop accepting being talked to as an equal by your child. You can stop allowing children to be con uh, conceived in the house that you own and you pay the bills and you take care of that woman or that young man. You don't have to accept this. You don't have to accept their, 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 um, uh, their outrage. Their blame, you know, them telling you it's your fault. You don't have to accept that. And these things can be stopped. Because as a sadness baby, you know, we didn't only have to deal with what we did. We had to deal with what our parents were going through at the same time. And I'm here to tell you that they lived 10 times harder than you young mothers out there today. They had 10 times less what you young mothers have out there today. Most likely they were had more children 
10 times more children. Back in the day, they was having 12, 14, 20 kids. A single mother. Or both parents in the house. But because jobs were not good for Negroes back then, things were real scarce. So, but now, I can't understand why it's so difficult because everyone walks around with the knowledge of the world in the palm of their hand. It's called a cell phone. It's called Google. It's called Siri. It's called all that. Alexa. And uh, whatever information you need is right there. How can you lose with all the answers in your hand? I mean, she, back in the day when I had to get the right answers, I had to look two hours over in school. That's how hard it was to get the right answers because I was cheating. But y'all are, y'all cheating is off the chain. You could be a dumbass, but with that thing in your hand, they'll never know it. So why is life so hard? Because in reflection, man, we had a whole lot better and we had a whole lot better answers for the things we called our problems. And to tell you the truth about it, if you from the 70s, 80s and 90s, you know, man, you lucky to be alive for real. Because we didn't have any of what y'all have from education right on down to water irrigation. They was killing us in a whole bunch of ways, and we didn't have none of what y'all have have today to uh, counteract that. So in reflection, we ain't even supposed to be here. But I guess what happened, all that bad experimentation with medicine and food and water and all that stuff, it made y'all retarded as hell. (laughs) Yeah, man, we we done had a bunch of retards. It ain't y'all fault. It was the bad water we were drinking and the, the drugs, you know, cracking all that shit came into play and all kind of, you know, black mollies and, you know, all that shit. Yellow jackets. That's how, that's what y'all come from. Y'all a bunch of dope heads here. And that's why y'all behave like you do, I guess. But, you know. Or it could have been, you know, y'all just didn't listen to your parents. Because them niggas came from slavery. And if anybody should have been fucked up, it should have been them. What is y'all problem with all the answers in y'all hand and you still, you know, can't get right? So in reflection, I am about as thankful as I could be that I, you know, had, you know, I participated in bringing another child here as a, at an early age. So I'm kind of done with that factor, but you never, you know, you never... Uh, have the feeling like you completed, you know, parenthood. You know, if you're alive or your children are alive, it's a constant job or it's a constant worry. It's a constant, you know, thought about their safety. But because we kind of failed, you know, we kind of dropped the ball on the next generation, hopefully the next generation after them, their children, you know, maybe they'll have a different beat about things. 
you know, hopefully the uh, next generations in, in retrospect and in reflection will not like all of this that we are enjoying. And, and, and I know they won't because history repeats itself. The 60s were different from the 70s. You know, the 70s were different from the 80s. The 90s were different from the 80s. You know, the 2000s were different from the 90s. So history has repeated itself over and over and everything burns out. So hopefully now y'all will start reflecting and seeing that the blackness that your parents displayed, that, that you actually enjoyed and you know about, you need to go back to that. You need to go back to where you were happy at. Why, why, why wouldn't you? Why would you keep traveling down this road of, of, of just uh, existing? I know things are hard out there, but there is still life to be lived. And if all these things that you've strived for, that we've been shown time and time again, that, that they could be made worthless in an instant, what are you going to do with a Birkin bag if you can't get gas? What are you going to do with a Birkin bag if all the electricity out and the telephone is, is non-operational? What are you going to do with these things that you find in so valuable? What's going to happen to a, a Bugatti if they ain't selling no gas? What is, it, what is it worth? If the satellite shut down, it ain't going to crank anyway. So I think you should be reflecting. On when life was simpler and then begin to simplify your life. And I, and I'm almost guaranteeing you that you will find uh, more peace. And I think you'll get a little more sleep. And I think you will start having room in your mind to actually reflect and meditate on what I'm saying tonight. Because you still have that ability. Nobody has taken that away from you. You willingly start letting your bills overcome your life. You willingly start letting your relationship overcome your life. I'm guilty too. I did that several times. Hell, it even sent me to jail. Because I refused and continued to ignore that basically everything is simple. We make it as difficult and long drawn as it, as it is, but everything is basically simple. Because if you believe your life has already worked out, what can you do to change it? So all you can do is be the best you that you can be and remember when you were that. We all have times where we enjoyed ourselves so much. Remember what you were doing in that time. If you enjoyed yourself, you know, turning your music up on Saturday and drinking some wine and cleaning up your house and everything smell like bleach and pine saw, man, do that. If you enjoy sitting out on your patio, watering your plants and smoking you a joint, man, do that if you love having your grandkids and taking them and you know spoiling them man do that because these are the things that 
were happening when we were growing up and it, it was and it was real interaction they have made us think that real interaction is not a crime but we just don't do that no more why is that have interest changed have love changed have the way that, you know, you run across that one changed. And if it has, then I'm almost saying that what you have is yourself not a damn thing. You only played the part to get what you, you know, play stupid games, you get stupid prizes. And that's what our children are finding out now. So this is the point where change comes for them because it, it, it happened to us too. But now it's real de detrimental for them because for them, it means they life. For us, it meant we lost a girlfriend or we went to jail 30 days or we lost a car, you know, something like that. It means absolute death for them. And sometimes death for their mama, daddy, or you know, whoever they live with or whoever around them. So in retrospect, tonight here on one point motherfucking zero, I'm asking you to uh, you know, go into go into your 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 peaceful place for a moment and just reflect. Cause it's gonna help you. Cause it's gonna help you to see your value. It's gonna help you to see where you've come from. You're gonna to get to see your own struggle. You're gonna to get to see when you, when you, when you won and when you lost and when you, when you was tripped up. You're gonna to get to see that that knife in your back coming and who who was wielding it. Yeah, who had it in their hand. You're gonna to get to see all that, and it's gonna give you a printout of the rest of your life because these are the things that that hindered you. And now you recognize them, but you can also recognize what put that smile on your face. What put that flutter in your heart? What made you saying that Luther Vandross house is not a home. You're going to start to remember all this. And when you do note it, and these are the things that you look for, whatever made you happy for real. Not happy because you're in front of people, not happy because you got a gal and that's what she like. I'm talking about happy t to you. Because your happiness is what makes you have the ability to spread it. And that's what I'm doing here tonight on One Point Motherfucking Zero, y'all. It's your boy, Dr. Shep. And I want to remind y'all tonight, like I said, do some reflecting. And, uh, you know, do self-inventory of, of yourself. And uh, I guarantee you, you'll start to feel better. You feel lighter. You start to be able to get you some rest because you really and truly start to, you know, deal with you. Life is a life is busy, and I understand that. But you know, you won't get to participate if you're not here, because the things that you're holding in makes it very unhealthy for you, spiritually, mentally, and physically. So here on one point, motherfucking zero, man, we want to share how you know to to combat these things 
And and the way to combat them is to face them right in the face and deal with it. Look at the whole film. You know, cry if you want to or laugh if you want to or whatever. But watch the whole film to the very end. And that way, you can start your beginning. It's your boy here on One Point Motherfucking Zero, man. I'm Dr. Shep, your host. And I've enjoyed y'all tonight. Y'all chimed in. I want you to continue to chime in every Friday at 8, okay? So we have uh, merch. If y'all want T-shirts, you can go on the website, Riverside, uh, here uh, on Black Earth, Inc. That's my uh, that's my podcast company. And I want to give a big shout-out to my girl, producer Kim. She's uh, in here with me. And uh, like I said, we have merch. And we need for y'all to, uh, when you chime in, to like and subscribe. Um, I, I would like more people to join. The more you join, the more content that I can bring to you. And the wider uh, uh, audience that I can reach, the more uh, good that I can do. Because that's what we do here on One Point Motherfucking Zero. We just don't talk shit. We actually try to get shit done. So, Tonight, man, I enjoyed y'all. And again, I want to get a big shout out to my son, Malik. I mean, Private Malik of the U.S. military. I am absolutely proud of him, man. And I just want to know. And I want to tell him happy birthday. Today is also his birthday. So y'all can give him a birthday shout out in the comment area. And remember, this is an interactive show. So if you want to call in. And, you know, go face to face with old Dr. Shep or whatever subject you would like to talk about. Or you would like to come in on something that I talked about and give me your opinion. Please do. And please remember to be respectful when you call in and no tomfoolery. Okay. Cause I can handle that business too. So I love you all, man. I thank everybody for chiming in here on one point motherfucking zero. And we coming up, coming across the track once again, my friend. I've walked on water, I've walked on land I got kings and queens that want to shake my hand Who am I? Dr. Chef And I want to say peace out for one point Motherfucking zero And big love to Black Earth Inc, y'all So y'all chime in next week Friday at 8 o'clock And till then, love and life, y'all And do some reflection Can't get a game, Shit, I got some change on me. Look into my eyes, moving it right. I might just pay the fee.